Hello, Rockers and Mercuryans. It's Rock Mercury here, and welcome to an episode of the Rock Mercury Podcast, available on all platforms, yas. Um, today we are talking about resentment. Resentment, yes. We're going to talk about the bad part of resentment, and, uh, and surprisingly, there's some questionably good parts about resentment, too. But we're going to discuss that and talk about my day as well afterwards. Um, as I do a little bit of snacking, I uh, ooh, I kind of I kind of went off my diet again today a little bit. I did good. I did good earlier. Even I saw my salad. I did a really good job of my salad. But um, afterwards, I did after my walk. I had a really beautiful walk at the beach again, and I just I wanted some chips. I already ate a lot of them already, <laughs> but I wanted some chips and hummus. So I got these Siete um, grainless chips. They are so tasty, you guys. They um. I, I don't feel that bad about them because they are grainless, grain-free tortilla chips, you know, so no corn or anything like that. So they, I'm excited for these. I'm going to have some of that. And I have the, um, let's see, oh, I have these, the Blue Moose Boulder. That's what, um, Boulder hummus. I'm going to be snacking on this as well. So it's so you guys know this kind of type of hummus. I already ate quite a bit of it. So I'm going to be eating this. And I got a mango as well. Little mango. If your man ain't treating you right, you better let that man go. You better let that man go. If he ain't treating you right, let that man go. Let that man go. <laughs> anyway, I love that joke. Somebody said that on like somewhere, some Instagram or maybe Twitter. I don't, I don't even or TikTok. I don't know where they said it, but it's hilarious. Um, all right. Next, I have some. I went to CVS real quick right before they closed. Thankfully. And I got some um, tea tree oil. By the way, shout out to CVS because this was like the nicest CVS in the world, I feel like. It was in uh, Manhattan Beach. And Manhattan Beach has everything nice. But um, it was just very organized and it's super bright and clean. I feel like I was the only one in the store. I think I actually was because they were closing soon. But they still have 30 minutes left. Usually in some of these other stores, they'd be still having people in there. But I got some tea tree oil. This is really great if you guys have any like um use it wisely of course but it's very strong if you have any like you know acne you're trying to like um, go down with or you want it to be a, a kind of a scent for your aromatherapy um it's very good for cleaning things with so i just i love tea tree oil i just ran out so i got some of this one right here it says diffuser massage oil of course diffuse it because you'll, you'll burn your skin if you just put it by itself you're like put some tea tree oil on you and rub it on you you're gonna burn their skin real bad don't do that don't do it Put it in a diffuser. I'm gonna open this up so y'all can see what this one is. It's um, it's a little pricey, but it's worth every every bit. It's good for yoga. It says, um, and let's see. Hold on, you guys. I'm gonna go ahead and block this person. Perfect. Um, okay. So then it's like bath and shower. You can put in your bath water. It's very nice for that, and it also is good for DIY projects and aroma spray. It's like I've seen people put this with like a with like a nice little, like a little bit of water or something and kind of have like a, a spray for their hands if they want to like a, a disinfection, a disinfectant or something. But that's how it looks. The bottle, you know, it's about $8 or so. Um, P-O-T-H says, isn't it good for your hair? Maybe, maybe diffuse within your shampoo, but I wouldn't, I mean, I will say I've had it in my shampoo. I've had like different brands that had this in there, but be careful because this will burn through your scalp and your hair. You have to be very careful with this and dilute it a lot. It is extremely strong from the tea leaf plant. 
very anti-antibacterial anti, um, and stuff, you know. So that's one thing I'm gonna be using later on. Um, okay, let me snack on this my little hummus and everything. Y'all know oh, I ate so much of it already. I'm a mess. I went to the fire. I had like a little fire moment um, at the beach and ate my chips by the beautiful fire. It was gorgeous. I just love, I just love these moments. I feel like Manhattan Beach is just so luxurious. Um, and I'm gonna miss it because I'm going to Texas soon. I'll be back though, I'll be back here because I'm still keeping every, everything still, my house will still be here, everything's fine. But I just, I wanna be with my family. My family's in Houston. Houston's amazing, I love Houston too. The weather's not as perfect as here, but it is, it's nice. Um, but yeah, I wanna chat about resentment today. Now, before I go into resentment, before I go into the bad things, because there's lots of bad things about resentment, I wanna just tap on the good part that some people can see as a good thing about resentment. Um, now, first, you know, we got to ask our girl, Suri, what is resentment? I ain't trying to tell y'all what resentment is. Y'all better know already. So let me ask Suri, because she can tell us. Hey, Suri, what's the definition of resentment? Oop, wait, I had to, to, oh my God, I had the thing down. Hey, Suri, what's the, what is the um, definition of resentment? China, don't be lazy. You can lock yourself, girl. Lock yourself. At having been treated unfairly. It says bitter. Oh my God, I have to repeat it again because China's over here being whack and so basic. She's like, can you block me, please? Block yourself. You lazy behind. The heck? Oh my gosh. Hold on one second. Hey, Suri, what is the definition of resentment? Resentment means bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. Mm, bitter indignation bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. It's funny that China's lazy self in here coming over talking about, can you block me please? Cause she's just bitter as can be. Just bitter as can be. It's the most bitterest person. <laughs> talking about just mad because I was rude to her before. So now she's mad. Eh, girl, you better go, go somewhere with that mess. Um, anyway, so yeah, bitter indignation. One more time with that, just so y'all can really hear it. Hey Siri, what's the definition of resentment? Resentment means bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. So, bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. Now, how could that be a good thing? How could that be a good thing? It, it, the reason that how it can be a good thing is because it's the motivation that some people take when they're going through hard times. You know, they're really going through hard times and um, and they need sometimes like a moment of like, let me push through this because I don't want this person that I, that I resent to see me fail or to see something wrong happen, you know? And so it's just very like, it can be that motivation that pushes somebody through a really dark time. We're gonna discuss that more, hold on. China saying something else. China says, no, I'm not bitter. You have my favorite and still, but block, block me till I feel better. The, are you serious, China? Are you really? You better block yourself. I am not playing with you. I am not playing with you. Now you're heartbroken. Are you serious? You gotta get your life together because I am not trying to play with this game with you. Um, Valentine says you 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 better you better use your resentment to push forward and you do better in life, other than be bothered by by something that you're bothered by, whatever you're bothered by. Um, talking about oh, you're my favorite that's very manipulative too when somebody says you're my favorite but now i'm heartbroken you're my like that's like a manip manipulative way to act like because you because they've chosen to place you at a certain pedestal or a certain way is supposed to be acting 
Now, now because uh, you, they're hurt or whatever, they can use that against you to make to gain sympathy. I don't have no sympathy. I do have empathy for you though, because you must have a lot going on in your life. Um, let's see. Um, mm, big boy U G says India. Hey 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 India. Hey, what are you talking about India? Hey. Okay, I don't know what this is. God is not real. Your God is not real, big boy. Um, very true. All right. I don't resent Jesus. I don't resent God. It is not a real thing. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and eat some of these chips and talk about that. So like, for example, what we were saying earlier about how resentment can be something that pushes someone further out of like a dark time. Let's say you're really, you're really depressed. You feel like giving up your career. You're just really over a lot of things. Um, okay. Now China's saying, how was your day rock? Okay. You're over at China. You don't take it personally anymore. I'm glad you don't. My day has been amazing. My day's been a beautiful day. I hope your day's been wonderful too. And I hope that you can get over whatever hurts you because I did not do nothing to you but live my life and speak my honest truth. Um, I have nothing against you. I don't resent you <laughs> at all. Um, I don't know you, but, but besides the picture I see on here. Um, so we're just chilling. We're having a good old life. But for some people, when they're in a dark, dark space and sometimes the only thing that um, the only thing that can lift them and motivate them out of that space is just a, just a thought or idea that their ex or their ex-friend or there's somebody who hurt them or betrayed them in the past is going to see them falling, going to see them slipping. Um, China says, yes, I'm over it. I'm back. I'm glad you're back, China. I'm glad, you know, we just, we over here chilling, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big enough to say I do apologize if I hurt you somehow, but also I didn't mean to, wasn't intended. I'm just speaking my truth. I'm very raw in here. So if that was abrasive, I'm sorry you felt that way. And I'm here. Um, they say, China says, I know you don't know me, but I'm a rock supporter. All your lies make my day. Okay, China, that's really sweet. That's very sweet. So I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Um, so I want to like so when it comes to those moments and people are, you're like you, you know you've had those moments where you're like my my ex ain't gonna see me crying my ex gonna see me looking dusty out here like i'm gonna live my life i'm gonna get over it i'm going to um i'm gonna like shine i'm gonna shine on them and sometimes that's the thing that makes people billionaires sometimes that alone can be the thing that makes somebody like so successful because they just they keep pushing and fighting and fighting to to be able to to um to build something just so, so, so that they don't have to be seen as a failure to that person. Not that that's healthy. That's not the healthiest way to do it. But if it, if it created a great result, it, I can't help but say that's still a good thing in a way. So in those, and that's probably the only way I can think of how resentment could be a good thing. Oh, China followed me again. I'm going to follow you, China, just to show you there's no love lost. Everything's good. I'll follow you. I followed you right now. Okay. So you, you're followed, China. I follow you now, okay? So I'm glad we're over that. We're good. Um, and like I said, I apologize if I hurt your feelings. I really do. Um, can you... Hold on. China says, can you eat another smoothie for us, please? Um, probably tomorrow morning, because I, I have enough berries for another smoothie in the morning. Um, if... Mm, hold on. Got a hater in here. I gotta block them. So, besides that one case that you can be, you can use resentment to push you forward and to help you not to quit. Resentment can be very toxic. 
Resentment can be something that just keeps you looping around for a certain person, like for like revenge or something. You know, resentment and revenge kind of go hand in hand. Um, I don't know if I should do a whole episode separate about revenge, or maybe I should just name this one resentment and revenge. Like, I think that's what I should do, because I don't know if I should do a whole other one about revenge, because I feel like when I'm talking about resentment, you think you're getting revenge, but you're really just creating more of a hell for you in your life. And that's not healthy. It's so not healthy to do that. Because when you are creating, when you think you're getting revenge on someone, you're almost working for them. You're almost wake. you're almost really, um, you say you don't know what I'm eating? I'm eating some hummus. I'm eating hummus and some chips. Some siete grainless grain-free chips. I eat a mango afterwards. Um, but yeah, when you're when you're in that space of resentment, like you think that you're getting back at somebody, but really you're kind of being their PR agent in a way. Like no matter how bad how mad you are at them and how much you think about them, whatever, like part of them loves the fact that they even own space in your mind. You gotta think of your mind as as prime real estate. I'm a, I'm in the real estate industry. I love real estate. I love investment. But if you think of your mind as a prime real estate development and that every section of it and every moment and every bit of energy you spend from your mind um, is something that's worth, that's worthy, that's valuable, then if a person is in your mind and you're resenting that person, you're actively resenting them, you're act- actively seeking resentment against them, then they are they are rent-free. Living, you know how people say, I'm, I'm living rent-free in their mind, I'm living rent-free. And it's true, they're living rent-free. They're not paying the least to your mind, but yet you're thinking about them, you're considering them in your movements, you're making sure that you do certain things to make them feel a certain kind of way. When, when For all you know, they may not even care about it, about it at all. You're over here telling all your friends about them and talking mess like, I can't believe this person did this, this person did that, da, 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 da. You're advertising this person to the world. They should be paying you for your, your personal relations jobs, you know? PR people, if you, if you guys have heard of uh, personal relations in, in Hollywood and the entertainment industry, um, it's an expensive, expensive service. Personal relations can cost you from two thousand a month to fifty thousand or more a month if you're the right personal relations person, because they're connecting you to other social situations. We're social beings, and they're connecting you, putting your name out there, and getting you invo- involved in events, and you know, just putting you out into the world as known. You're doing that for free for that person that you resent. You'd be mad at that person, and then they're just getting all your free advertisement. Your friends don't even know this person, but now they know them. You done told them everything about them, and then they're going to be curious enough to go find about, about, out about this person, and they're going to think, I wonder this person's as bad as this person as my friend says they are. You know, I wonder this person's as bad as that. Like, I'm curious. I'm going to go look. I'm looking at this person up now. Now they've gained an opinion on this person. They don't even know them. There's plenty of people who, um, hold on. There's a cult member in here. I made it to block and delete them. Can't stand these cult members. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. I resent that person for, for coming over here, spreading her Jesus' enough. But I'm not going to go and promote her. I just blocked her and deleted her. 
You see, that's how you really do it. And now I forgot about her. Keep it moving. Um, but it's just such a very obish, but it kind of worked though, because I said Jesus. So that's what she wanted. She wanted me to speak about her Jesus and how much she loves her, you know? So she kind of won. She, she did some good PR work for Jesus. Now, now I said him three times already. Oh my gosh, you know? But I resented that person, but now I've already promoted her cause three times. Whether it's in a negative light or good light. It's just how it, it's how it goes. And so that's, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You can be really mad at someone and you just end up just promoting, promoting, promoting. Um, someone says, can you rate my profile? Like, no, I'm not doing that. We're doing, a, we're doing a show right now. Either ask a question related to resentment or keep it moving. Mm. Another cult member is in here. Let's go ahead and block them. See, I call them a cult, keep it moving, block them, right, gone, done. That's a more healthy way to do it. Cause then it's like, I'm not promoting their cause. They're not gonna be benefiting from, from my platform of any way. Um, and so that's, you know, that's how, you, that's how we gotta think about it with the people that we resent in our lives. Um, now, yes, like I said earlier, it can be beneficial to be, to have some type of resentment because it could push you to towards through certain moments. But what if you had that power within yourself already? What if you didn't need to be upset with someone or need to prove somebody wrong because you felt whole within yourself? What if that wholeness carried you through the rough times? You know? What if you've been a whole person, loving life, living in, living in your truth, helped to glide you and guide you forward? Do all the ups and downs and the pivots and cracks and um, potholes in life. What if that pushed you along? I think that's a better route. That's a better route. But I can't help but to say some of the best people, some of the most profound people in that have been successful, were trying to prove somebody wrong. Whether it's their mother, their old business partners who did them dirty. Um, for me, until recently, I had resentment towards my ex. All my exes, really. No, not all of them. Mainly my last ex, because the other exes already tried to come back and said they made a big mistake. And, oh my God, I, you were the best one to me. You're the best partner. Da, da, da. I was like, bye. I, so I already got my my revenge for that. But, um, you know, my last ex, I kind of had resentment towards that situation. Um, I had resentment towards a business partner that did me dirty and took, some, and took a lot of money from me. But I already got them back already. So it's like, why am I caring about that? Um, I've been, I've released that because I just don't like, I'm not going to promote this person. I realize that even as I call them out, it's giving them any relevancy, that they want that relevancy. They want to be known as somebody in this industry because they're a snake and they, they're, they'll take the bad, the negative, um, the negative publicity as well as the positive if they get it. Like anything is good for them. Anything to be able to justify them talking mess and creating more chaos. And so by me being resentful towards them and like wanting nothing but the worst for them, um, which was true, I did. Now I want nothing for them. <laughs> Literally nothing. I don't even care. I, I, I'll forget their name soon. I'll forget their name. And that's going to be amazing. Because, I, I mean, I think I already kind of do. I'm like, eh. I know their name, but it's like I don't even think about that person, that, those people at all. But I know what it felt like in those resentful spaces. It kind of pushed me at times when I was very depressed to 
just keep pushing and making my company work and do what I got to do in my life and, you know, just to keep building. Um, but it was just, there was a, a underlying level of just being pissed, you know, and it's toxic. So, although yes, technically, you can find a positive there. I'd like to free you, well, not me free, free you, only you can free yourself from it. But I would like to up, um, offer the idea or the concept that you can be freed from resentment and be able to like to do what you really love to do and really want to do. Because sometimes that resentment can reorder and re like um, what do you call it? Re redirection your like where you're moving in life. You you can have a whole plan and a whole goal, but that resentment will just take you off course just to prove somebody wrong. Like like I'm gonna go back this direction. But I'm gonna stop over here real quick. I'm gonna go do this just so I can prove this person wrong. How dare they try me like that? How dare they? How dare they? When really you didn't even care about that path, that passageway. You didn't even care that much about whatever they had to prove them wrong on. But because you mad, you big mad. I've been big mad too. I've been big mad as well. So I'm not dissing a person who's mad. I'm just saying like there's things you can really think about that keep you up at night. Your enemies. You're promoting your enemies by having an enemy as promotion already. Even if it's internal, even if that promotion is just the fact that you even consider this person an enemy, no matter what they did to you. I'm not talking about forgiveness. I'm not talking about like, oh, forgive them and forget. No, that's not what I mean at all. Because I, I, I have my own opinions on forgiveness. I'm meaning more of why lift them onto the pedestal of being your enemy? It may not seem like a pedestal, but it is a pedestal. Now you focused on them as a target for your resentment, which is already taking you off path to where you really want to do and really, which, where you really want to go in your life and what directions you want to take your, to put your, your energy towards. You know? How dare they, says high anxiety. Um, Sakura slams Goku. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Goku. So, um, it's just, it's something that I feel like I've lost a lot of time in my life due to. Oh my God, thank you so much, Henry, for the gifts. Thank you so much for Henry IC26. Giving me all those gifts. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. Um, oh yeah, 29. Wow, that's amazing. 10, 29 TikToks. Thank you. Um, I want you guys to understand that although it feels good to have that drama, it feels good to have that enemy. It really does feel good. I'm not going to lie. It feels nice to have that, like, that uh, opposition. Like, they did me dirty. I'm going to get them back. Like, it's, it gives you some motivation sometimes, but you don't have to stick within that. It does not feel as good as being free. I'm not saying you have to forgive the person. I don't care if you forgive them or not. But don't promote them. Don't promote the person. I'm eating hummus. I'm eating hummus. Blue moon hummus. Somebody asked. Um, high anxiety asked me what I'm eating. I'm eating hummus. And I'm having grain with tortilla chips from CFA. Delicious. Good lime. Lime flavored. So, so good. Um, 
just don't promote them afterwards. Don't like, you can feel what you want. You can say, I don't mess with this person no more. And then great, don't mess with them. Paying someone dust, paying someone absolutely nothing, nothing at all. I just literally just, as if they don't exist. That's true being over it. That's the true, like, I'm done, I'm good. And I'm saying this too, because during my walk today, I had a beautiful, gorgeous walk on the beach. It was great. I got to walk on the sunset, and then I got to walk on the nighttime. I, lo I love both. I love sunset and night. It's all great. I like the daytime too, but I prefer, like, when the sun's going down, it's a little cooler outside, but still sunny. And be you know, it's just beautiful. Um, but I overheard conversations, and a lot of the conversations I overheard were drama. We're like, oh, well, she thought she can do that. I can't believe she said that to me. Well, did you hear what she said to you? Did you ask mom about that? Or mom told you that? Oh my gosh. Oh God, oh this, uh, uh. Drama, drama. And they get so excited that they forget where they are. Whether they're on the phone or talking to someone, like they, they start moving with their hands and they're just like, God, I can't believe this and da da Like they get so much more animated. If you ask them about their dreams, they're like, well, I like playing guitar. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not that good, but I just, yeah, I like playing guitar sometimes. I like making music. I like doing, you know, but they, so they're not, they're not even hyping their own dreams up as much as they're hyping this beef up. Now, part of the reason why this happens is because we are in a reality TV show, reality TV kind of culture where there needs to be drama to keep us entertained. Imagine a reality TV show where we're, we're just sitting like, how was your day today? Oh, it was a great day? Hmm. My day's great too. Oh my God, yeah. How's the marriage? The marriage is amazing? Oh my God, I love that for you. No cheating at all? Oh God, it's so great. You got a raise too? That's wonderful. How's little Timmy? Oh my God, little Timmy got another A on their, got another A on their, on their paper? Oh, good for Timmy. Good for Timmy. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Everything's going really great, right? You know, we will be so... I'm bored already just trying to do that skit. Just trying to pretend to do that. I'm bored. What we want is... Oh, the marriage is good? Mm. Well, I saw Timothy Sr. out with Beckany. Yeah, she was out with Beckany. You don't believe me? No. Timothy Sr. was out with Beckany at the Whole Foods. I saw them in the yogurt aisle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know what? If you don't believe me, that means you don't trust me. That means you don't trust me and you don't deserve me as a friend. You know what? We want them to pour that. We want them to stray water at each other. We want drama. Don't ever call me again because I came here trying to save your relationship by letting you know the truth and the raw truth and you're mad at me and you don't believe me. No, I deserve better than this. Like that's, that's instantly a better reality show. Now we're like, we're tuned in. We want to know what's happening next. We want to know somebody's weave is getting pulled out next. Like, we are here for it. We are here. You see? Oh, my God. So it's a high anxiety says. <laughs> they said drama is overrated. Then they said, nah, if you dump water on me, we're going to scrap. You see? Wouldn't let that slide. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing right there. You wouldn't. You're going to scrap. And that's some good TV. That's some good TV if you're going to scrap down for some water thrown at you. I would, too. I wish somebody would throw some water at me. Everything I'm saying now, like, I wouldn't resent them afterwards. I'm going to get them in that moment. That's for sure. They're going to get their shot for the reality show. They're going to get their shot. I'm going to get my shots, too. Like, we're going we gonna to get it. It's going to get It's going to happen. 
Um, you see, um, it's just very, like, that's how people are, though. Like, they want that drama, so they make it in their own lives. And they, like, we don't have to, we don't have to want that. But we're, we're presented that. It's entertaining to us. So now we think that normal, beautiful life, as it's going, flowing naturally, is boring. Now we feel like that's just something we don't want to tune into. And we don't want to talk about that. We want to be rather, the drama is what we live for. Um, JY says, what social stigma does society need to get over? Um, first of all, I don't think society needs to get over anything because that, that, would, that would mean that I would feel like something has to be different. I accept society as it is, just personally. I, I accept it as it is because I see human nature and how we desire these things. Um, but, if, but what I wish it would get over, what I wish it would, is violence. But I don't think it's ever going to happen because that's part of this world. But I accept that we're a violent, we're violent people, we're, viol we're a violent society. But I wish, the stigma that I wish, where I wish that we, um, we weren't so quick to jump to violence. I think violence is very barbaric. Um, and... That's something that I just, I would love it, love to leave that in the past. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I'm not betting on it in any way. Um, let's see. Oh, dang, violence. What a hard obstacle. It really is. It really is a hard obstacle. And I don't, that's what high anxiety says. Um, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a very hard obstacle that I don't, I really don't know if we're going to ever do it because we've been violent for so long. Um, and then even in the wild, I saw some videos of this monkey tribe. There were chimps. Ooh, those chimps had a social dispute about ranking and putting putting one of the other chimp members in their place, and they beat the other chimp down to they bloody. Like they beat that chimp, and that chimp ended up passing away later on. But it was just the fact the way that they ganged up on that chimp. It just shows that there's some there's some core primal activity happening in our DNA. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot there. Let's see. Um, do you think aliens, do you think that aliens exist as IV? Um, I think that aliens, oh, absolutely. I know they exist, sorry. I don't know why I've been, why I've been questioning that. I definitely, I, I definitely think they, I know they exist for sure. Like I've experienced things. Um, as a spirit says, because we are not taught to think. Partially. Um, but we, we're stimulated by what we're stimulated by, you know? We're stimulated by, like, there's certain things that are primal. Um, and to be taught to think, thinking can be a damaging thing. Thinking too much can be something that keeps you looped up and keeps you even more angry. and keeps you looped within a, a, a state of resentment. So it really depends. High anxiety says violence is a natural human instinct. And that's the part. And that's the, that's the part, you know? Um, JY says, what makes you roll your eyes every time you hear it? <laughs> every time I hear someone, um, first of all, I roll my eyes a lot. I roll my eyes a whole bunch. But every time I hear someone, like at this moment, what's, what's bothering me a lot, like when, when women are like tearing down men, make me roll my eyes a lot. Because of the way they're doing it is so like manipulative at times that I'm like, wait, don't you understand that men came from women? So like I get what they're saying in certain aspects, but some of it's like going too far. And 
is just like they're like they like they like a group all men together and it's like men are trash da, da, da. like it's all these terrible things they say i'm like wait what are you talking about like that means that means you birth trash out of your poom poom like what are we doing here you know it makes me roll my eyes Hussein, Hussein says, like you, baby. What in the world? I don't know what you're talking about. It's the spirit says, we should have we should have evolved past that by now. That question of should, the question of should is one of the biggest roots of resentment. Because we feel like we should have done something. We feel like this other person we resent should have done something. We can resent ourselves because we feel like this should have been different. This should have happened. We could resent a whole city, a place, a thing. I could resent these chips. I could, I could bite this chip and it can go into my gums because I debated the wrong way and I can resent the chip. This doggone chip, it shouldn't be so, char so sharp. This chip, oh my gosh. You know, and then I resent the actual chip. And I've done that before. If you're a bit of, if you're a bit of chip and it goes into your gums, that's the worst feeling. Oh, I'll try to pay attention now. Hope I don't do it now because I said it. Um... But yeah, so I don't I don't think we should anything. I wish there are certain things that happen, but I don't feel like we should because when the second I feel like there's a should there, I instantly resent the moment. If I say like oh, our country should be better by now, our country should be less racist, our country should be this, should be I instantly am more mad at the country than I'm mad at the, my my situation. I'm resentful. I'm I'm just it just puts me in a bad position to say should anything. Um but I feel what you're saying. I'm not negating what you're saying at all, but you're, but, um, let's say, um, JY says, how do you judge a person? Uh, I would love to say I don't judge. I would love to say that I don't judge a person. <laughs> that would be a lie. Cause I definitely, I do judge for sure. Um, mm, off of energy. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, but like I said, I would like to not be judging, but like I said, I don't, I don't think I should not be judging. I just think it's, judging is probably also part of human nature. You got to judge things before you, you know, get victimized by that same situation. You got to address your environment. Um, I don't judge off of... Um, I was about to say, I don't, but like, I, oh, oh, it's a hard one. That's a really good question. That's what, I never, I never had anyone ever ask that question. How do you judge a person? Mm. How they make you feel? How they make you feel? Without projection, like if you if you're able to be in a raw space and just experience the person as they are, without like projecting something else onto them that they're not trying to present to you or that they're not trying to say to you. But if you're able to just be in that pure space, that's how I would judge a person. So I'd be like, oh, okay, I feel this way about them. I hear what their intention is. I'm not projecting it. I'm just being very clear onto what I'm experiencing in this moment with this person. Because we're we are very in intuitive beings when we're not stuck in our own heads. So I should do an episode about judgment. That might be one I do. But yeah, that's that's kind of how. Thank you for saying. That. I'm gonna add that to my list. I have a whole list right here. Um, I have resentment on here, resentments today. Then I have an episode on loyalty I want to do. And we're going to do judgment. Judgment's going to be the next. Or after resent, after um, loyalty. That'll be one of the episodes we do. 
Let's see. Bro, um, hindsight, it says, bro, no one notices that, I swear. Notices what? <laughs> Me rolling my eyes or something? I don't, know what you're, I don't know what you're talking about. User says, not to change the subject, but I'm a diabetic and I wonder what you think is healthy to snack on. Uh, that's a big subject. That's a, that's a big subject change. <laughs> not to change the subject, but let me change the subject. Um, just to, um, mm. I think we got to look at diabetes as an infection because it really is. There is micro parasites within the diabetic condition. Um, I would eat alkaline friendly foods, things that are living. Um, follow Dr. Sebi's eating plan. That's what I would do personally. So check out Dr. Sebi's plan. I do have an episode where I talk about the difference between vegan and um, an alkaline. So I wouldn't say, oh, go vegan because being vegan could still keep you diabetic and still can keep that situation going. But being alkaline can be a lot of times helpful for people who are diabetic. And I've, I've heard people who have completely reversed their situation. I'm not saying that's going to happen for you. But that is something that has been very powerful for a lot of people. The Dr. Sebi's eating plan. Um, look it up online um, and or listen to my podcast about it. So, but yeah, that's that's what I would think. And you're saying snack on, so I'll give you one snack. That's a good one that I think would be helpful. Um, mm, hold on. If you can find some soursop, that would be helpful. I always think that's a great one. Um, what else is a good, like, bell peppers? Um, I would say hummus, like, that I'm eating now, but I just feel like that might be a little bit too grainish for for, a di for diabetes. Elderberry, but that's not a snack. I'm trying to think of what would be a snack for you. Amaret, like, if you can make different snacks using amaret, that's that would be a great thing for you. Grainless foods, like, this is grainless. It might, I don't know if this is the best thing for you, but it's, like, grainless things would be helpful for you. In my opinion, I'm not a doctor, so I can't say it legally, but you know, it's the spirit says we are so, we are so more superior than we are presenting, than what we are presenting. Yeah, we, we have our potential as humans are just beyond, like we can do so much technically, but resentment and, um, resentment in certain like, certain spaces that we choose and certain things that we just get stuck in and mental loops it blocks us, like our mind blocks our actual potential and ability. That's how, why it's so important to discuss these subjects and figure out what kind of resentment in your life can be holding you back from which you're, what's possible for you. You know, like, is it really worth it? Is some resentment or anger or like whatever you feel towards someone or wanting revenge, is that worth the, the, um, the stuntedness of what you're experiencing and the danger you're causing? Because when you want revenge, or resentment, that person could, you know, rebuttal against you and put some danger towards your way just to protect themselves from your desired resentment or revenge. So then you're like possibly shortening the amount of time you have on earth, depending on how crazy the person is, um, just to get some revenge or some, you know, or to, it's just, you're putting yourself in a narrative that's dangerous. Like when people are fighting and feuding, they do crazy things when they have like a, when, when they're trying to one-up each other, there's only so many one-ups you can get before one person's in the casket, or both of them, depending on how it goes down. So it's just, um, we, are, we, are, we can do superior, amazing things. We can build skyscrapers and create the most beautiful paintings, and we can, you know, just 
we, we drive cars every day. That's a that's a, um, a miraculous invention is a car or, you know, even if you don't drive a car, you see cars, you know they exist. You see planes, you see houses that we build. I'm in a house right now. We're on a phone. We're on a phone right now. That's miraculous. Humans put these together. But if the human who created this was stuck in his own where resentment and bitterness just overpowered them, they wouldn't have the mind power to activate their body and their potential to create anything. So remember that. Vibe um, Vibe says, what are you eating? I'm eating chips and hummus, um, grainless chips. High anxiety says, should is like another way of saying what if. Um, what if is a little different. What if is more of an imaginative brainstorming moment. That's more creative. Should is saying that it should be this way. So should is not exactly what if. It's, it's saying that what's happening now is wrong. With the present moment, I don't accept it, and it should be a different way. It, it would, this should not be the reality. It's supposed to be something else. And that immediately causes you to resent that moment or that situation. So should isn't exactly what if. What if is more like I wish. Like I wish something was this way. Like what I was saying earlier about I don't want something to be, to be different, but I wish that if I was to wish something was different or has changed, that's more about a what if. Like, what if this happened? Like, how interesting would that be? Like, what would happen if this would, you know? I'm not saying it should be that way. I'm just saying, what if? It's a little different. Danny says, cool. All right. Um, it's a spirit says, we are, we are falling into the hype. Falling into, yeah, I mean, yeah. In the way we are, in the way we are falling into the hype, that's us for sure. Um, how comfortable are you? And JY says, how comfortable are you of, um, speaking in front of large groups of people? Um, I used, I was a praise and worship singer for a lot of years, and I've been an actor. Like, I've, I've spoken in front of thousands of people um, live. And so, I'm comfortable doing it. Um, I'm comfortable with it. I don't, do I prefer it? Do I want to do it? I'm not, not something that I love doing, to be honest. Like, I would rather be a digital person. I love digitally, um, I love digitally connecting with people. That's something that works for me a lot better in my life. Um, but I, like, I, I can do it. Like, I can, if I, if I need to do it in front of, like, I don't, I don't mind. If there's like a thousand people or a million, like, if there's a million people in the audience, I don't mind because I don't look for validation. I just need to know what I'm going to go up there and talk about. Like, I literally wouldn't care. It wouldn't affect me, but I just, I don't run towards that. Is that something I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I got to be in front of all these people. Like, it doesn't, like, I wouldn't feel energy. I would, like, literally, after I got off, I'd be like, okay, what's for lunch? Like, that's literally what I would say. I just don't, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, For some people, that would scare the heck out of them. But... I think I was nervous at the beginning when I first started being in public, but I've done it so many times and I just realized at this point, it's just, it's just like, it is what it is. Like it's a, it's a crowd of people. It is rough though, if you're in front of a crowd and they're mad at you, if they're upset and they're like a rowdy crowd that's like trying to destroy you or, or like heckle you, um, 
I would laugh. Mm-hmm. I'd probably laugh. I wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't be mad. I would just like be like, okay. Until they started like throwing stuff, throwing stuff, stuff at me or like trying to be like violent or like harm me, then that would be a little bit of an issue. Not scary, but just like I don't want to get killed for like talking in front of people. So that's like a hostile environment. But if it's a normal crowd, I would just be chill and talk and say what I got to say. Keep my notes with me so I know what I'm going to talk about. Um, hopefully my microphone works properly. I need a microphone for sure. I'm not trying to like yell at people. That's for sure. But yeah, I could talk to them. I could talk to millions of people for like hours. But that's me personally. That's only because I'm in, I'm in, I'm in LA. I was born and raised in LA, Los Angeles. And people out here are just different breeds. When they're from here, um, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't have that fear. I use. I think I. I'm trying to remember when I had that fear before. I know I must have had that when I was younger. I think everyone goes through stage fright at some point. But also, when I was in high school, I did a play where I had to be implied nude, which is bizarre for a high school play. But I was like, I was like in tenth grade, I think, at that point, which is not old enough, I guess. But I was. I got an award for this role. I wasn't actually nude. I had shorts on, but the way that they did the scene, it looked like I was nude because they had like a, a um, like this thing come out. Like it was like a a, um, a fabric that floated in front of me. Like the, like the other actors held it, and so it looked like I was getting to a bathtub nude. And then I was getting like a ba- like it was it was a whole thing. It was a whole scene um, for this play called the the Caucasian Chalk Circle. Um, it was a very interesting play that I played like an abusive husband or something crazy, which is funny because then I ended up getting an abusive husband in my in my life later on. Mm. Um, talking about that, I, I shared that story to this shady person at a ranch, and she tried to read me, not even realizing that she that she is the filth that she tried to read me to. She tried to be she tried to like. To want to razz me or something, and I, I was like, "Girl, you got the wrong one." But don't worry, she ended up getting her whole situation messed up, and now she everybody knows she's a scammer. So it all came back around to her. I don't resent. I don't resent her either. Like she's just a shady person that's, you know, eating herself up inside. But people just try to try you anytime. But yeah, I don't. I don't really care about people. Groups of people. Um, Evam Evam says you tell. You tell how a person acts and talk and how they treat others. Yeah. And their energy. That's how you can judge a person easily. But people may judge me. But when they see me out in public and I don't, I'm, I'm, my face is like this. Varied as numb, unexpressive. I walk and live my life. I enjoy, but I'm enjoying everything. People may think, oh, he's, is he mad? Oh, my God. Like, they, they don't know what to think. They're like, oh, is he, is he like, mean? Is he mad? Da, da, da. No, I'm just literally enjoying my moment. I'm walking. I don't need to have an expression. Expressions cause wrinkles on your forehead. Not that I do it for that reason, but there's no reason to like, add extra expressions for what? I'm about to go smile to each person walking by. Hi, how's it going? Oh, hi. I don't know these people. I may not like this. That's the most they'll get out of me. 
you know? I'm not trying to be doing all these emotions and do like, for what? I'm living my life. I'm there for a nice, relaxing walk. I'm not there for anyone, you know? In my life, I, I, I started walking my life. Like, I used to be all smiley because you have to be that for your commercials and to be, you know, portrayed a certain way. But I just don't have that in me. And sometimes being all smiley can make you so invitable that you get invited into a scam. And a lot of these people out here are scammers. So if they can't tell what you're feeling or they can't read you, that's great. That's protection. That's better than having a gun sometimes. Sometimes that right, right there will just keep you in a space where you're not as approachable as some other people are. Like, you don't want to be always approachable in this crazy world. People are just approaching you with violence and craziness. I'm not interested in that. So, they can judge me that way. But they're projecting onto me. Anyone who judges me in public, they're projecting their selves and what they, their insecurities onto me. Oh, does he not like me? Is he mad at me? Da -da. They're projecting it. I'm not thinking anything. I'm just resting my face. Resting my face, living my life. Enjoying the beautiful ocean view or wherever I'm at. Enjoying whatever view I'm at. People watching. Living my life. I don't owe anyone any expressions. I don't owe anyone any comfort. They want to project danger onto me. They can do that. They want to project peace and tranquility onto me. They can do that. They, they want to project confusion. Um, you know, bitter. Whatever, whatever they want to project, they can. But whatever, whatever they do project is going to show me who they are. That's another way. That's another reason I loved it is... I'm t I literally walk like this. Am I mad? Do I look mad? Do I look bored? I just, I just, I walk, my, my face is just, my face is relaxed. I walk relaxed. I exist in a relaxed space, state of mind. And I love when people, when people project it, it saves me time so that I can just know who they are, where they're coming from. Oh, you should smile. Y'all should smile. You paying me to smile? You paying me to smile? Did something happen I'm supposed to smile at? You know, don't tell me what I should do and shouldn't do. But that's what people think. Because they, they, they're projecting it because they, they want to, they don't want their worst fear to be true. Or like a fear that they have to be true. So they just, they rather you like hide your relaxed face with a smile because it's more inviting. I don't, I don't mess with any of that. Um, JY says, what has been your biggest failure? That's an amazing question. My biggest failure has been giving an F what anyone thought. And I cared. I did care so much. My biggest failure has that has been that. Like, me having ever cared has brought me so much pain and trauma in my life. Um, and so I don't do that anymore. Me, like, really needing validation like we talked about earlier or me like this this having um just value yeah just the validation or valuing other people's opinions like that it's just it's been it's been a painful experience it's the biggest failure i've had it's locked me into time that i didn't need to be in or a situation that i didn't need, i have no business being in but my care my like my um my genuinely, my genuinely caring about what that person thought. It just keeps me in a loop. Kept me. But no more. But a singular failure? If it was like a singular event that happened, then it would be getting married. 
Getting married was the biggest failure. Um, yeah. That's probably one of the biggest ones right there. Because I got married to somebody who did not deserve that. Deserve me at all. Um, Ezra says, hey, Rock. Hey, Ezra. Good to see you, Ezra. High Anxiety says, bro, nah, because I had a horrible day today. Oh, goodness, High Anxiety. What made your day horrible? Like, how does that, how's your day become horrible? Let's see. User says, thank you. I would look, I would look into it. Amazing. Yeah, look into it. You can find a lot of great things from Dr. Sebi. He's amazing. He passed away, but his son, Victor Bowman, is still alive, and he has a lot of, um, a lot of great guides, um, healing and eating guides. That can be very good for you. Um, Eva says, are you vegan or are you eating also something with animal protein? I'm ve I'm plant-based, all the way plant-based. I don't really, I don't eat anything that has animals in it personally. That's not technically alkaline. There's some things that are alkaline, but have animal products like rattlesnake, like dried rattlesnake is alkaline technically and some kind of, some types of fish are, but I don't, ha I don't consume any animal products. I'm very much plant-based alkaline. But this is alkaline. This is hummus and um, grain, grain free chips. Danny Taylor says, would, would if you were alive for 3,486 years and remember everything, what if you were alive for, um, I would love to be alive that long. That would be great to me. Like, I know I would lose everyone I, I know, unless they live too. But I think it's, I think there's nothing wrong with being alive a long time. Like, being ancient and, like, I would love to be a vampire and just keep on. I mean, I don't want to suck the blood, but I just want, like, this to be able to live eternally. Sure, why not? Like, I don't think there's anything after this life. And so... I see no reason not to just continue living. If I have to sell my soul to do that, um, I, I, I might consider that. If I have to do blood sacrifices to stay alive, like they do in Hollywood, mm, it depends. Maybe if I get the blood from criminals, then I might be open to that. If yeah, that's probably the only way. I think if I, if there was like the blood, if I was doing blood sacrifices from people who are already like terrible people or something, then, and that's keeping me alive forever. I can live with that. Hopefully it's not like I have to do too many of them because that would suck if you have to do them all like every year or something. Like maybe like every few years you do like a little sacrifice and then you get to stay eternal. Go to a prison somewhere, go to the, um, the death row section. Get you a nice sacrifice. You know, it's like recycling. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be great. I don't know what the question was, though. Is the spirit says we should be at the level in 2022 to be more than one place at a time? Mm. Like transport, like teleportation, or I mean, teleportation. You can't be at one more than one place at one time. You're just going from one place to the other. But I don't know. If, I don't know if we. I mean, astro, um, astro projection. Or I don't know what you're, what exactly you mean on that. 
Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with the concept of that. I don't know how that would work with the human psyche to be able to be, we can barely be in the present moment. So I don't know how we're going to be able to be in multiple places at once. In King says, to be honest, all these inventions that man made is humans, is humans and earth demise. Mm, that's a good point. So all the, they're, they're saying that all the inventions that we're talking about, all the inventions and things that we're like, you know, that make us inventive humans or, you know, super smart or innovative, whatever. Um, they are destroying the earth. I can't, I can't deny that. Cars are polluting the earth, the air, causing death, using valuable resources, buildings the same. Um, engines and boats and all, all these things are um, in opposition to nature. They literally directly op oppose it and destroy nature. So it's like a direct opposition to nature. I can't, believe, I can't believe I ate all this hummus in one day. It is a, it's a small container, I guess, but it's just so good. All organic. Red Boy says, you're fine. I saw you on PH. Mm. I have one of my songs. One of my songs says that. Oh, my song. Oh, I have a song that's out right now. It's called Foyer. It said, he saw me on PH, now we in my PH from P-Hub clicking mouse to tricking in my penthouse. I'm a brownstone B, so we F on the roof. H sending P out because she needed more truth, more proof. Trying to comp all this A, leave you misestimated. I'm a tourist attraction and I can't be debated. I can't say the words. I mean, everything I said, I'm trying to edit the, the bad words out of, so it, didn't, it probably didn't make sense, but... The rest of the song is very explicit. The whole song is explicit, but yeah. That's a line of mine. He saw me on PH, now we in my PH, you get it? That's such a good line. He saw me on PH, now we in my PH. That's cause, that's, it's so good. Oh, cause it's like penthouse, but also like my PH balance. He's in my, you know, it's, it's a, it's a devil and tundra, whatever you call it. Thanks for your support, Red Boy. Danny says, you are kind and love. Oh, sweet. Vibe says, how tall are you? I'm 6'4". I'm 6'4". Um, Riv River says, watch the inside job on Netflix. Um... I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should watch it. Okay, I'll like, I've been, I've been hearing about it. Maybe it was you again that said it from earlier, but maybe I'll watch that because I've been hearing about that. And I have Netflix still for some reason, even though I told my mom, like, we need to just cancel Netflix. Nobody's using it and our whole family, nobody's watching it. Except my little nephew, he watches like a kid's show on there, but nobody else is using that Netflix. So I'm like, we should just get rid of it. There's nothing good on there anymore. Um, now we have Paramount Plus. I like Paramount Plus a lot. Because there's South Park on there. So I'll watch that one. But we keep all the family plans. So we can all just use it. 
Yeah, yeah. Says, do people ever? Yeah, yeah. Says, do people ever say you look like Jesus? They say it every single day, even in public. Even in public, they say that. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. They, they, I, I hear them say it. Like I have my earphones in, and they, they don't think I can hear them, and they'll be like, "Oh my God, it looks just like Jesus." Oh my God, it's Jesus. It's crazy because some of the people that say it, I would think that they would have believed in a you know, a Caucasian Jesus, but they, they tell me I look like Jesus. As my hair gets longer and longer, I'm gonna look more like Jesus. I'm gonna put my hair like on the part, but it's not on purpose, I'm just living naturally. And also, I don't think Jesus is real, but you know, that's besides the point. Curly head says, smiley face, thank you, oh yes. Inside Job is the only good show as of right now, I'm into... Oh, it's a show. It's a show. Okay. And River says, it's about conspiracies of the government and lizard people crap. Oh, that sounds fun. But they add comedy to it. All right, I'm with that. Thank you, River. I will be checking that out. That's all you have to say with lizard people and comedy. That sounds fun. I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'll let you know if I like it. I'll know immediately. When I turn it on, I'll know immediately if I like it. The last show I really loved, that I was like super um, engaged with, was like 30 Rock. Well, other shows, other shows I like too, but like, I love 30 Rock. I can't believe it's over. It's been over for a while, but I love that show. It's a comedy. Um, yeah, so resentment, you guys. If you can figure out who you resent, who you are resentful towards, or what you're resentful towards, towards, and see if you can resolve that internally, that doesn't include like having to go and connect with that person or connect with that thing and just to forgive it or do whatever. It doesn't matter. Like as long as you release it internally, release that resentment, so you can be free for yourself. You're winning. It's a win. It's a huge win, and I want you guys to win. And winning in my eyes means that you have you have conserved, cons um, you've conserved enough energy, enough life force, enough energy to be able to actively go towards your goals and what you love in life. You've been able to deter the hate, deter things that drain you and and um, suck out your energy like are, you know, energy vampires. You've you've um you've rejected those, you protected yourself from those so that you have enough energy to go towards what you love to do and what you were meant to do, whatever that means. I don't know if people are meant to do something, but um what you love to do. So you can wake up out of it. Because once you, I'm telling you, once you get rid of resentment, you're going to feel like you woke up. You're going to feel like, oh gosh, where have I been? Like the Matrix. You're like, oh wow, I'm here. So, you feel shook. Like, oh my gosh, I'm awake. It's worth it. Rid yourself of resentment. Rid yourself of it. Get to the core of why you feel that. And escape it. 
Yeah, all this hummus was everything. They said that they said that um I went to Vons and got this and they said that like, everybody's been buying this hummus lately. So they've been stocking up like crazy with it. It's that blue mousse. If y'all see this hummus, she's that girl. Blue mousse, she's that girl. I don't like that there's garlic in here, but it's a very small amount for preservative. Like I don't taste the garlic, but that's the only thing I wish it wasn't in here. I'm not a fan of garlic at all. Cause it's acidic. Okay, now I gotta get all this hummus off the side because it's so good. Um so yeah, so like that, and that goes for the revenge. This is all, all about releasing the concept, the releasing the necessity for resentment and revenge. You don't need resentment or revenge. As fun as it may be, because it is fun. And you have to understand that you enjoy it. As much as mad as you think you're mad at the, mad at the person, you think that you're, you know, you're getting back at them. But be honest with yourself. Be honest about the fact that you enjoy the resentment. You enjoy the revenge, the journey towards revenge. It's entertaining you. But it's also toxic. Just because it's entertaining doesn't mean it's toxic. It's like competition. We should actually do an episode on competition too. I feel like competition is very similar. Well, no, it's not. It's a little different. But sometimes you can resent somebody in competition. I'm going to put that as an episode on here. Hold on. Let's see. Could have a lot to say about that. Competition. That'll be another podcast we'll do. I'm just going to stack up these titles because sometimes I don't have an idea for what I want to talk about during my live. And I find that when I post these podcasts, I get more views when I have a subject. So people can kind of like understand the main gist of what they're going to get for this particular live. I cannot believe I'm eating all this. Mm. Well, whenever I mess up on my diet, I have to eat the whole thing and just finish it so I can start over again. Huh. I didn't go that far off of it. It's just like, you're not supposed to have like grains and stuff for my cleanse, but I just wanted this for tonight. And I have a little mango too. We'll get into that right next. I'm sorry, that's out. I think it's, I think it's cleaned out. I can't get any more out of that. Sweetie Pie says diet. Um, I mean more of a cleanse. This is a cleanse. It's not a diet because I'm already eat. I already eat alkalines. So I don't need a diet. It's just more of like a a, a blood cleansing kind of plan, eating plan. An alkaline blood cleansing. Yeah. Oh, cleanse. Yeah. Mhm. Mm because I eat lots of food. Even on my cleanse, I eat like a lot of arugula and amaranth and cherry tomatoes, all kind of good stuff to feel solid and fueled for my day. 
and now the mango. This is this is what I choose to get instead of because I'm looking at the juices. I used to go get like a like a fresh juice or like a, a cold pressed juice from the store, but just additives in there and all kind of, it's all kind of stuff. So I was like, why don't I just eat the fruit? You know, like why don't I just get the actual fruit I want to eat instead of you know getting a whole a, a pre freshly pre pressed juice and it's cheaper too. It's crazy. It's like you need any of the preservatives. But yet, you get all the juiciness of the fruit. I think people just want the the ease of just opening a top and having a drink. But I find more pleasure in the actual fruit itself. Um, let's see. Sweetie Pie says, well, you're just too wonderful for words. You have a great aura. Oh, thank you so much, Sweetie Pie. You're very sweet. Um, I'm just living my life. I want to share with people. You know, the things that we can chat about. J-Babe says, are you okay? Are you sick? I feel great. Actually, I feel healthier than I ever felt, to be real. But I want to make sure that I have no parasites in my body because I did have parasites. A lot of us have them from the foods that we eat and from our activities that we may do extracurricularly. Um, curricularly. <laughs> so I'm just making sure that I cleanse my blood out so I can start fresh because I'm going to be... Like, on my new journey now, like, open to a relationship again. I want to be the cleanest I can be for my new relationship. Like a virgin, touched for the very first time. Even though I've been touched a lot of times. <laughs> um, J-Babes, I'm glad you're okay. I hope you're okay too, J-Babes. Thank you so much for, um, for even caring. I appreciate that. Got my mango peeled. Um, but yeah, I really want to cleanse because I am in that space. Like I've just personally just not going into my day. Like now that we talked about this whole situation, um, this whole situation with resentment, I want to talk about more more of my day and kind of how I'm feeling and kind of some life updates of like you know my journey, my love journey and stuff like that. Do some manifestations. Sweetie Pie says yes. No one has to know how many times. <laughs> Shoot, sweetie pie, I don't even know how many times. I don't even know. If I told you a number, I would be lying because I don't know. So I'm not going to pretend to have a number. Because, um, you know, when you're in dark times, for some people, like, they just, like like myself at the time, I, you know, especially in the LGBT world, you can just throw yourself around and just looking for love or connection. And it just can be, you know, disorienting. Like you can literally forget how many people you connected with just because you're just you just feel empty. You're just trying your best to fill that hole literally and figuratively. Um, and it's just, it becomes a lot. So I don't, I really honestly don't know. And that makes me, kind of know some people out there who are like, oh, I've only been with three people. I've only been with one person. I've been with like two, you know, they know how many people they've been with and combined with. And I do believe that when you attach with somebody, when you are intimate with someone, you do exchange spirits in a way. Like you've, it's a form of worship and you like, you connect and you don't, you, you take a, par, a part of that person with you and they take a part of you, even if it's a quick moment, like it's, there's something about it. So it feels very bizarre to have given myself away so much. Um, and I don't want to do that anymore. I'm in a new space. As Sweetie Pie says, now those holes are some great double entendres, holes filled. I can't. <laughs> Um, now the only hole I want to fill is my mouth with fruit.
fruit, healthy food and fruit and juices and herbs. <laughs> um, and, a, and maybe one day a, a wonderful, loyal partner. That's probably the next episode we're talking about. Probably tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, we're going to talk about loyalty. So make sure you guys tune in for loyalty. It's already tomorrow morning now because it's 1229 in the morning in, in Los Angeles. Well, I'm going to wake up. And I think I'll have like a little smoothie with the last bit of berries that I have left. Because um, apparently berries aren't even part of the cleanse too. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can give up berries. I may need to have still have berries in my cleanse. I don't know. I, I really love my berry smoothies. But we'll see. It's 3.33 here in, here and I'm in Connecticut. Yes, Connecticut. 3.30 a.m. Why are you up still? <laughs> you up late. What is Saturday? I'm honored that you're on, on with me at 3.30 in the morning. I'm honored. Um... But yeah, so part of what I was thinking on my walk today, I had a gorgeous, gorgeous moment, and I talked to some friends, talked to my dad a while on the phone too. Um, we talk all the time, so it's very, really, that's really a great time talking to him. Um, he's always hilarious and just real. Like I'm so thankful to be able to talk to my dad. Like I just, I'm just really thankful. I know that it's a blessing. I know that, you know, that's the one part I'll say out of my out of my marriage, my relationship as as bad as things were, and I got in. Like, my ex-partner did help me reconnect with my father because some things I had, I had like, held resentments. The same way we were talking about resentments, I had held resentments towards situations that happened, and I didn't need those resentments. They weren't, they weren't necessary, and my ex did help me get through that situation. Not He didn't help me, like, really hands-on, hands-on, but there were certain things he said that I processed in a way that helped me to create that space to connect again. And I will be thankful for that forever. But that doesn't take away all the terrible things that happened with him. And like, it's not, like I said, it wasn't like he actively like tried to connect us and make, make sure everything's good. He just, there's just certain things he said that I processed away. Like, basically, just to be clear, it was like, it was basically he was saying that, um, it was like, it was like he was saying that he's, more like my dad than I thought, than than I I think, which is not true. My dad's my dad's way more integral than him, um, and way more intelligent than he is. But he he thought he he thought he could say something like that. But he it basically made me feel, without going too much into detail on it, because it is it's a little bit too personal to talk about. Um, but he said, it made me feel like if I can forgive my ex for the dirty things he did to me and still be with him through all that, the, the dirty stuff that happened, like how can I not, you know, you know, reconnect to my father, like who had done nothing, none of those things to me. Like my father's been, you know, I just, I just didn't know. There's a, lot, there's a lot of ignorance that I had. There's a lot of resentment that I had that was built in from my family. Like my my mother, my grandmothers, and like, you know, people who told me things and I didn't I didn't hear it firsthand. and. It has created a lot of resentments that didn't even belong there. And so once I was able to reconnect with him and just delete those, we have an amazing relationship. And we could talk, we talk so freely about anything. And it's just such a blessing. I'm so thankful for him and so thankful for um, that possibility, you know? It was really hard in that moment, but it just, it really, it really balanced out. 
Um, love from New Jersey. New Jersey! Jersey Shore! Yes, New Jersey. I love New Jersey. Um, 3.30 a.m. Yes. You said, crap, that's, um, that's some real heal. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. That's some real healing. Thank you so Thank you for um, saying that. Um, but yeah, so I'm in a space now where I have no interest in throwing myself around. Like, for example, my ex, I met him on Grindr. And that's not an app where you would even think that you would have um, loyalty from a, from a person, you know? Like, the fact that I would even think that, that that loyalty could be something that existed, that could, like, be possible within that kind of, that kind of relationship, or that kind of, like, the way of, of meeting someone was silly of me in ways. Like, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, as they say. And I was, like, wanting to be connected or married so badly that I was willing to accept a subpar situation, you know? I projected loyalty onto that situation. I projected, you know, a genuine care and concern for each other, which I had for them, but they didn't, doesn't mean they had it for me. But I wanted it so badly in the world that I was willing to project it onto a person who didn't even have the capability to provide that. And then I resented him for not having the capability of it. So it's like... It is set up. It set up a hell for me and for him in a way. Even though I feel like he did me really dirty, and he like it's just that's a whole different story. But it's just very like, what was I supposed to expect from that kind? If you know, if anybody knows what Grinder is, what what do you expect from anyone on that app? Like that that's an app where you can be talking to someone for like a literally two like you do two messages, or maybe even the first message is their private parts immediately. You know, like, what, what are you supposed to get? Like, what, what a value is supposed to come out of these connections? So, um, I told myself, no more. If I want a partner that's loyal and loving, which I've never had before, I never had a loyal, amazing, like, kind, genuinely kind and loving partner. Even though my ex always said, like, oh, I love you, I love you. And he, even his friends would be like, oh, he loves you. You're like the only one he loves. I'm like, that's not, like, if I'm the only one you love, then you're treating me like this, then you need to go love yourself because I would never be involved in this situation, you know? The abuse I experienced was so, like, beyond. Like, it was just so distorted. Just thinking about it, like, how did I, how did I even stay in it? I kind of wonder at times, but that's how life is. You have to really, you have to, you have to have enough of a situation to say no I'm good on this and, and walk away from it um and so now I'm in a space where I want to cleanse my body as I'm eating right and doing my teas and I'm not going to be out there you know thawing it out <laughs> I'm not doing that like I'm not doing hookups and nothing like that nothing, I'm over it I'm done um I'm preparing myself for a genuine real connection this is my last try because I'm okay being single I'm in love like I'm, I'm happy being single single life's amazing I'm very I, I never get bored I'm not lonely um, things are great but I do want to give the concept of love one more try before I just shut down everything because I'm good I can happily be like clink I'm good I don't need no more anything I could just be single life forever but I do, I know that there was a reason why I ever opened up to wanting to have a partner. And I never got to have that experience. 
I, you know, I wanted it so badly that I was willing, willing to project that experience onto someone thinking that that was a failed marriage, but that marriage should have never happened. We should have never been together in that way. Like, this person didn't deserve me. You know, this person needs to be alone on their own. They need to be figuring out whatever they're figuring out because they, it's just, it was never supposed to be. Um, which is so sad because I really cared about that person, but the, the person I loved was the potential of that person. You know, I, I loved what they could be, but they weren't that. I love what they were just trying to pretend to be, which they weren't either. Um, but the, who they were was just a very damaged, um, pain-causing person, you know, violent person. Emotionally violent and very physically violent, too. So the only, re only reason I stayed in that situation, because I thought that, like, that's what love meant, was just, you know, sticking through it until it works. I've seen that. I've seen that happen in my family. Couples who've been through hell, but they just stayed together the whole time until things get right and they try to forgive each other for breaking each other's heart, having kids outside the marriage and just being abused, like beatings and all kind of terrible things happen and like they just stick to it. And I thought that must be what love is, but that's not. That's not. And I thought about it because my best friend... Actually, all my best friends, the ones, I, I have three people who I consider best friends, and they're amazing, and we never have fought, ever. There's never been a time we've had, like, even words against each other. We support each other. We have great times together. We talk about all kinds of things. We're very transparent. Um, it's a beautiful experience, you know? It's a very beautiful time that we get to have together. Whenever we're together, we really embrace every moment of that time. You know, Sweetie Pie says, you're totally worth all of that. Don't settle. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just so important to, to take that time and to know that you can't rush things like that. And I think at that time I felt so suffocated by being closeted too. Because when I got married, that was the time I came out. I was, I resented my family. And that resentment, I did, I resented my family. I resented them not accepting me for what I was at the time, I felt. Um, and so I was like, well, I'll show them, I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna have somebody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna force them to have to um, respect my relationship and respect who I am, you know? That resentment led me to a really bad situation that could have killed me. This person tried to take my life multiple times. So it's like, that resentment is deadly. Luckily, I survived. But resentment can be resentment can be that deadly for people. So, going forward, I know exactly the kind of partner I'm interested in, and I'm honing in on that. I'm not going to even give time to any other situation. I'm going to focus on cleansing myself and being, you know, the, my best version of myself, so that I can have that partner and it's going to be great. I'm excited for it. I'm not, there's no time limit for it. I would like it to be soon, of course. It'd be great if it was very soon, but it doesn't need to be very soon. It doesn't have to be, it can be whenever it comes, but I would like it to be, you know, whenever I'm ready for it, I guess. Um, I want loyalty. 
I want loyalty. I want to, to be able to um, to freely love, to feel, to be able to feel like I can be open with the situation and be like, not trusting. I don't think I'm going to trust anyone, but like I just, it's more of that genuine understanding. Sorry. Um, Sweetie says, stupid people don't try, don't they know you can't cage a beautiful bird? Sorry you were harmed like that. Thank you, Sweetie Pie. Um, yeah, they, they, that person was just, oh my God, it was like such a psychological, there's so many abuse levels and the racism too. They had the nerve to be racist too. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe I married a racist person as a black man. I, ra- I married a racist person. And I'm like, how did this happen? Like, that's, it was embarrassing. I was embarrassed. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh my God, this person. I remember when I really found out, like when I really realized some things he had said and how he was like really acting in the world. Um, and I was like, oh, this person is like actually racist. And I'm like, this is my partner. This is whose last name I have too. And we had, like we exchanged, we exchanged last names and he actually is really racist. His mom's racist too. Like I could not believe that. I was in shock. I was hoping I wasn't right. Cause I'm not racist at all. So I'm like, how could I marry somebody who's racist and I'm not racist? Like how did how did this happen? And it was being desperate, to be real. I was being desperate for something that I wanted so dearly and I was willing to project it onto somebody who didn't even have the recipe or the qual- the qualifications for it, and so I'm taking all that into into remembering. Like if I, if I just held resentment only, like I did at the, at the beginning of the breakup, I felt resentment towards the situation. Then there's no way I could learn from these lessons. There's no way I can see it clearly, and then I'll go back into the same situation. I can use resentment to go prematurely end up in another relationship that's going to be just as harmful than as this one, as the one I just went got out of. It's not worth it. So, um, only because I let go of it all. Because even, like, let's say that you break up with somebody and you still resent them, you're still in that relationship. Whether they're a part of it or not, you're still choosing to be in a relationship that's unrequited. Because they don't, they're not caring. They may be in their own world. But your attachment to that revenge and resentment towards that person keeps you locked within that relationship still. And it's done been over, it's been over, this person been gone. So, um, now that I'm like free from that, I literally don't care anymore at all. I don't check on this person, I literally don't care. I mean, the only reason I share it so much is because I know it was something that damaged me or affected me. And I want people who are going through the same thing, which is a lot of people who are, to just understand that yeah, you can be in that position, but you don't have to stay in it. You can be free from it. And do not get in another relationship until you have conquered that resentment and uh, resolved it. Until you resolved all of that energy, do not get yourself in another situation. You will be miserable until you handle that. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to the new person coming in. You got to fix that yourself first. You cannot... 
It's not. It's like the worst thing you can do. One of the worst things. I mean, if you've already done it, if you're if you already are in a relationship now, after that, after you did that, you're in a revenge relationship. Um, you need to cleanse yourself. You need to take a break from that relationship and just really figure out this is the person you even want to be with, or you're trying to make your ex jealous. I'll show them. It's crazy. Some people are afraid to be seen as lonely or or alone after a breakup. They're like, I don't want them to think that I'm over here lonely and alone. It's like, who cares what they think? Why are you caring what they think at all? That's a mistake. It's toxic. That's a good mango. You better let that mango. Let that mango. If he ain't treating you right, let that mango. <laughs> Delicious. Um so that's what I gotta say on that, you guys. Like I just I don't want people to have to suffer that mess. People don't tell you this kind of stuff. People don't tell you this while you're in it. They just, you're supposed to just figure it out for yourself or whatever. It's like, dang. Like, there's, like, no real guidance. All they want is drama and, like, well, he's wrong for that. And if you have those friends who just keep you in the drama, like, I can't believe he did that. Well, let's get him back. And da, da, da. Like, they just keep you reliving it over and over again. It's like, that's not, those may not be the healthiest people to be around you during your healing process. User says, Rock, you're so right on everything you just said. Um, I'm right because I, I lived through it. <laughs> I lived through the pain. It would take a lot of tears to even come up with that. It took so much, so much pain. Like, so many nights where I didn't even know if I even, like, wanted to exist. But I made it through. And you can too. Once you release it. Because even if you got the revenge you think you want... It's not going to really do anything for you. You can get the exact percent revenge. You can be like, I'm, you know, I want to get them with my car. Like, I'm over them. They need to be under the grave. You do that, you're still going to be over it. Then you're going to still be mad. Like, I miss them. And they're, they're all under the, gra under the grave because of you. You done put them in the grave and you're still missing them. It won't fix nothing. You got to fix it internally. So even without, I'm saying, I'm using that as an extreme example because that's probably the most extreme you can do, which I don't suggest ever. But, like, let's say that was your example of what you wanted to do for your revenge. Like, that, 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 that does nothing. It fixes, it fixes nothing. Um, you got to handle it internally. I'm going to braid my hair as we chat for the rest of the this live. Sweetie Pie says, laughing face, I see. <laughs> you know, Sweetie Pie understands. Sweetie Pie gets it. Um... Mm -mm. So my new partner is going to be super loyal, super, like, loving. I want somebody who who I can have around me a lot, too, like, who we can travel together. But I want to never, like, even think twice about them being alone. Like, I'm not thinking, like, oh, if I leave, then they're going to do something crazy or they're going to, like, go cheat on me or something or whatever. Like... I just don't want any of that. I don't want. I don't want to even have that thought in my head because I know they're that they're that loyal. Like they're just they're just a real person. That if they, even if they were to cheat, they would tell me. 
they would just be honest about everything. Like, I would just want that honesty. Um, oh, my God. Honesty should be an episode, too. We should talk about honesty on a different one. Because honesty is something that is, like, super important and powerful. Honesty. I already have, like, four new episodes after this to do. But honesty is a big one. Like, it's to be able to just know, like, hey, this person's got your back. They want they want to build the same way you want to build a life together or whatever you guys are doing. Like, it's just, it's a great thing. I love my I love my solo walks, but I would like somebody who is even like I already enjoy my solo walks. So it's not like I can if it can get better than that. If they if I if it feels just as comfortable as me walking alone, then that's great. That's a great partner. That's a great situation. Like there shouldn't be drama every time. Like with my ex, there's always drama. No matter what, it could be a simple thing. We're just gonna get food. Drama instantly. You know. What movie to watch? Drama. You know, dinner table, everything is just all this drama, drama, drama. You know, it's, just, it's just unnecessary, especially in this time in life. I want somebody who understands business so that I don't have to feel bad about my regret, my, um, the things I love to do, like the, my aspirations in business. I don't want to feel bad about that. I don't want to be down, to be degraded and somebody who's genuinely supportive, not in a competition with me. Like my ex was always a competition. Like I want somebody who's genuinely about, like they're like, they want to support. And they have their things going on too. And sometimes they go with me, sometimes they don't, but it's all good. Like we know we're on the same page of building, whatever building, you know? And, and, it's, and the thing about it is that like, as much as I want that, I know like that, even in the space I'm in right now, if things just continued and I was single, I'll be happy to the end of my life. Like, things are so great. Like, I have no issue with being single. That's why if I'm going to be with anyone, it has to be this great. It's got to be amazing. And before, before I was with my ex, I wasn't happy single. I did feel like I was lacking something. I did feel like I, um, I felt like I was missing something. I felt like I was just, like, lonely or something at the time. I didn't even understand how amazing being alone is. Now I can't even imagine ever being lonely again in my life. Like, I don't understand. Like, there's so much things to do. I can go live and talk to people. Even if I don't, I can go read a book and be, I don't really read that many books anymore. I used to read, I used to read all the time. I used to read hundreds of books. Oh my gosh. I used to read so many books. Um, but now I listen to more podcasts and I have a lot, my, my companies I run and I just do my thing. Like, I just, I have a lot of things going on. So there's never a time to be bored or lonely. So I don't, I just don't want to, don't ever want to be in that position where I'm afraid of lonely. Remember that song that Beyonce had? I'm scared of lonely and I'm scared of being the only person to see along the wall. I'm scared the only heartbeat I feel beating is my own. And I'm scared of being alone. I don't want to sing the animals in a dream. I need you to hold me. I'm scared of lonely. Let me stop right there before Beyonce sues me. She's like, yeah, that's enough. That's enough of my lyrics. I need my royalties. <laughs> Beyonce don't play with her royalties. 
But I love that song, Scared of Lonely. Beyonce put out, put out some major hits. Oh my gosh. I love Beyonce. Um, oh my God, that'd be great. Like, oh, oh. if Jay-Z ever messes up again and Beyonce leaves, I'll be right there. I'll be like, Beyonce, I'll be straight for you, baby. I'll be straight for you. Let's get married right now. I'll be the best stepdaddy to to Sir Rumi and um and Blue Ivy. I'll be the stepdaddy Mercury. Like we got this, Beyonce. Forget Jay and help him over to cheating on you with these with these street walking, you know, strippers. I got you, Bay. I got you, girl. You ain't gotta do that no more. Beyond straight. I said beyond straight. <laughs> Sweet said beyond. No, I would I would full out convert. I would immediately go to the conversion therapy and be like, I'm delivered. I'm delivered. I ain't gay no more. Beyonce, Beyonce single. <laughs> Shoot, I'll figure it out. Cause I feel like she's the real one. Like she gets it. Beyonce understands how this world works. You know, she's not trying to play. Like she's, she gets, she gets the vibe. She understands. So, I just the, the partner that I have in the future, though. Like I just, I just, I, it needs to be better than. It needs to feel either the same or better than being alone. Like I just, I don't want to feel insecure in my own home and also they they got to have their own place i don't want to live with anyone ever again so they could they could live nearby it'd be best if they have like a house like next door or maybe like a few blocks away or something that's fine um or like even if it's like 10 minutes away that's okay but they don't need to be like even on cover married for years and years, they need to always have their own house too. We can stay over at each other's house sometimes, but when we need to have our own time and our own space, we need to be able to do that. And I'm just very different on that now. Like I, I've learned so much from my last relationship um, of what not to do, <laughs> what not let, to let happen. I got all this shea butter in my hair. I feel so good. Today was hair wash day and um, conditioning, good old conditioning. I love this new shea butter I'm using. African shea butter is everything, you guys. It's everything. But yeah, I see the prototype for the partner that I want. Whenever I'm walking on the beach, there's so many of those like guys who look just like the partner I imagine. Not that they have to look a certain way exactly, but it'd be nice if they, if, you know, some of them are like, ooh, like I can see that being the situation. Um, so it just keeps me inspired that there's people out there, that there's, and sometimes I will say, sometimes when you're out of a relationship and you're depressed and you feel lonely, you don't think that these people are out there. So you just get on an app like Grindr or something and you think that that's all the options are, is these trifling, you know, trifling people on there. <laughs> like, that's not, like you have to get outside, like go out into public and just really connect with all the possibilities out there. There's so many people in the world. It reminds you that the people you've been stuck on are nowhere near the only options. You could be so much in love with that person and then 
that person could pass away or something and you literally like nobody the world will continue going you start realizing like wow like i was just all head over heels and hurt and bent up and not able to leave my house and just depressed over this person nobody even cares about this person nobody even knows this person that's some deep stuff when it gets to that point when you start realizing like whoa like this person had me bent out of shape and they and nobody if the world keeps going i'm broken up nobody even cares you know to the point where i was getting literally abused and nobody cared about that so imagine like people definitely don't care if you're getting broken up with or getting you know or married or all nobody cares about any of it and that's a beautiful thing because it just shows you how the world keeps going and that you, your world should never be another person they should be able to add to your world and you know be you know exciting an exciting partner in different ways or keep great company without drama if you don't have drama on your own why am i going to accept drama from an external par partner like that's another part like there's so much drama that i would have never accepted that on my own like, I before i met him yeah i probably would because I, I think i i think i wanted drama before then because it was just like when life is so boring you just think that drama is going to at least help you feel like you're alive or something but when you are at peace, like I'm at peace, then drama is so unnecessary. It's like, why would I be with a partner that's gonna bring me drama in my life when I have so, such peace on my own? I just won't accept it. I won't accept it, but when you're in a desperate space, you'll accept a whole lot. You're gonna accept so much that is so unnecessary, so much pain, so much trauma you're volunteering for. When you don't love yourself, you're volunteering for trauma. Whenever you choose to be in a relationship, volunteering for it. So as mad as I can be at my partner for being shady, I have to admit that I volunteered to be in a dark situation. I volunteered to be hurt in, you know, in a situation that was just not befitting of me. Like, if I love myself, I would never have been there. And I'm not saying that for people. Some people have been abused out there and they're like, I didn't ask for this. And it's like, I get that. Like, I'm not trying to tell you what you've been. I'm telling you for my situation. I feel like I volunteered because I didn't do the work ahead of time and love myself. And some people don't have that. Some people, like, were forced into marriages or, you know, were, were lied to the whole time. And they really didn't know that their partner was going to be abusive or something. Like, some people really didn't. Like, they really were caught blindside blindsided. But I've always been very aware of everything. Like, I've just been super conscious since I was a baby. And so when, like, I remember, I know how all this happened. Like, and I know how, I, like, how many things I just let pass by because I was, you know, not wanting to lose this partner that I thought was, had potential to be a great person, a great partner for me. I couldn't grow into something. I'll never let anybody grow into something again. Like, it's going to be either they have it or they don't, you know? Sweetie Pie said accountability. Yeah, I can take I can take accountability, accountability for the fact that I knew better and I didn't do better. And it's not like to tear myself down. It's just a reality. It's I knew better. I absolutely knew better than that. I knew better than being in a, in a partnership with somebody like that, but I just... I wanted, I wanted love enough to project it. You know, and that's not how it works. So, now I really know better. 
now I'm gonna now I'm gonna um, not ignore the, the better that I know. Cause I knew better then, but now I'm not gonna ignore the better now. I'm not gonna you know cause this. I'm not gonna be a mad like you know projecting onto someone. It's like imagining. It's like a fantasy world. Like oh, I hope I can have a loyal person on Grinder, even though we just met. And we're already in the bed or whatever. Like, it's like, whoa, like, how can that be loyal? These people are just, um, people on certain places, certain, certain environments, you get what you're, you get what you're hunting for. Like, you know, for example, like fishing, you fish in certain, certain oceans, you're going to get catch certain types of fish. You're going to catch halibut or barracuda or, um, tunas in some areas and, you know, flounder. Like, depending on what, which sea or body of water you're looking at, you're going to catch a different type of fish. And I literally casted my rod into a sea of... <laughs> I don't want to say the word. A sea of thoughts. A sea of thoughts. That's the best thing I can say, because the other word is too explicit to say. Um, an ocean of thought. I casted my rod into an ocean of thoughts and I pulled out a big old thought. If you guys know what a thought is, T-H-O-T, thirsty, H, out tricking. <laughs> That's what I got one. Got a big old thirsty one that was out tricking and I got tricked, but willingly tricked apparently because I knew any better. So that's something that, like, I feel like we got to take accountability for ourselves. And it's hard at times because we want to be the victim. We're told that victimhood is, you know, you know, you get rewarded for being a victim or something. But nobody cares if you're the victim. They just see you as weak, honestly. That it's like, oh, well, you let yourself get victimized that way. I wonder how, how I can take advantage of you, too. People won't say that, but they're going to think that. When you tell me a victim story and try to identify as a victim... Nobody really cares that much. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry, all this, oh my God. But they're just literally trying to think in their head as they're, as they're patting you on your back and drying your tears or like trying to figure out, hmm, if they're just so easily manipulatable, I wonder what I can do to, you know, make this person a double victim. <laughs> you know, that's what that's how it is. It's sad, but that's how really people are. I learned that the hard way too. Like, I wouldn't do that. I feel like I genuinely would care. If, I, if I'm if i going to talk to somebody about it, I'm going to try to help them do it and be stronger through it. I'm not thinking of how to victimize them further. I want them to heal. But a lot of people you talk to are going to are going to be... Most people, a lot... Not, I won't say most people in the world, but a lot of them are going to be looking at that situation and trying to figure out, hmm, how can I be your next victor to your victim? In some way, even if, even if they don't want a relationship, it could be another way to try to find a way to get over on you since you're so gullible enough to get victimized. That's how they feel. They see it as weakness. And these people are predators. There's way more predators out here than you think, especially in the capitalistic society. So just be real with yourself as much as you can. Be so honest with yourself. Right, I got last braid going right now. Very last braid. I'm so excited. I'm about to go to sleep. Oh, it's one o'clock in the morning. I cannot get to bed on time. Goodness, I think my walks. I gotta figure something out.
because I, I wake up at this point I've been waking up around like 7.30 in the morning and I go to sleep so late now like I, I want to go to sleep a little bit earlier well, I just want to figure I gotta figure it out and I also want to make my album so I think tomorrow I'll make a, I'll wake up and just go straight to the music because I gotta get this album ready because I, I want to do the album before I leave to, to Houston I want to get this album done so I can start doing some visuals for it and get it popping but okay that's it that's my that's my podcast for the day you guys got my hair done hair did looking cute oh this hair is going back in the front you guys it's going back real good you see all that new growth all that new growth from the shea butter and it's like not stressing my hair out oh yes it's really going back in so Hopefully soon I'll be able to do two two braids in the front instead of just one. There's one struggle braid. <laughs> Hopefully I'll have enough hair in the front to do two in the future. That's how, that's the goal. But it's grown back a lot. Oh my god, it's grown back so good. Yeah, you guys, eating this eating healthy is reactivating my hair follicles. Um, it's been everything and not stressing. I don't stress about nothing. I ain't stressed about none of these. None of these anything, so I'm not stressed about none of them. Um, okay, Rockers and Mercuryans, rock on. Have a wonderful night. I'm going to go to sleep. Um, make sure you guys don't hold any resentment in your heart. You're going to sleep even better for your night times. If you just keep your, your, um, your aura clear from resentment and from revenge. Don't seek revenge. Seek your joy. Forget seeking revenge. Just seek, the, seek your joy and seek your your peace seeking peace is more valuable than seeking resentment who cares about getting back on anyone doesn't matter you're like seek your peace seek your joy you know bring that into your life you're not going to get revenge the revenge is like not worth it's not worth what you're going to get from it like no one cares unfortunately like, even if you got the revenge you want, nobody cares. So just, like, your joy, that you're going to care about that. You're going to benefit from that. So, all right, Rockers and Mercuryans, have a great night. Playa says hello. Hello, goodbye. Bye, Rockers and Mercuryans. <laughs> um, thanks for coming through. This episode will be available on all platforms on the podcast, so check it out when you get a chance. Thank you. Bye.